Welcome to Wake Up. I am your host, Chrisanne Hall. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we're going to talk about how the communists stole the American education system and why so many American youths embrace communism today. Thank you for joining me. So let's get started. Welcome to Wake Up. I am your co-host, Chris Ann Hall. Have you ever wondered how it happened? How did communism take over the American education system? How is it that so many young Americans embrace communism, socialism today without any question and even look at others who try to point out the fault of their thinking as if we're crazy. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today on today's episode of Wake Up, how the communists stole our American education system and some subsequently how the communists stole our children. Now, what I'm telling you is not opinion. It is actually documented fact in a very large book called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, written by a woman named Charlotte Iserbit, who worked for the education department of Ronald Reagan. And what she discovered when the Reagan administration asked her to do a historical survey of the American education system to find out why Americans were getting dumber and not smarter as a whole, why Americans were becoming more and more illiterate, illiteracy on the rise, as we still dumped more and more money and resources into the American government education system. And what she discovered was so shocking to her, and frankly, I think so shocking to the Reagan administration, that people within the Reagan administration did not want to publish what she found. And because she would not remain silent, Charlotte Iserbit was summarily dismissed from the Reagan administration. What Charlotte Iserbit discovered was that in the mid-1800s, there was a coup going on in the American education system. A coup from experimental psychologists that came out of the school in Munich. It begins with a man named Wilhelm Wundt. Wilhelm Wundt in 1832 was the founder of experimental psychology and the force behind its dissemination through the Western world. His foundational theory of experimental psychology became the basis for teacher education and training for over 150 years in America. 
Wilhelm Wundt is the foundation of the progressive education system. Now, what's very interesting is what I'm going to give you in a very brief format today is a full-on lesson that I teach at LibertyFirstSociety.com, something that I teach on the road as well. I have taught this to government school teachers, to public school teachers who were absolutely shocked when they hear the names and the textbooks that I'm about to tell you. Because the successful coup of our American education system didn't begin with kindergartners. No, it began with the educated elite, where the textbooks came from. That's where they started. The textbooks that we use in teacher training and education programs were written by communists with the goal of take of a communist takeover of America through the education system. Wilhelm Wundt taught that children were nothing more than a stimulus response mechanism, nothing more than animated meat made up of neurons and electrochemical reactions. Fast forward today, teaching that unborn life is nothing more than cells and fingernails. The diminishing of the value of life begins with the training of our children and the experimental psychological philosophy that people are just subjects, lab rats, to be manipulated and tested for experimental purposes. Edward Thorndike, our teachers will know this name. See, Thorndike became the education book guru. Thorndike in 1903 was a professor of education and writer of 507 books on the methods of teaching which helps form the basis of teacher training and philosophy today. Thorndike learned from Wundt. He said that children could be equated to rats, monkeys, fish, cats, and chickens, animals that simply needed to be programmed. This is the foundational basis for the American education system. Thorndike, if you're a teacher, you know that name. And then who can forget John Dewey? And of course, that's not the Dewey of the Dewey Decimal System. That's John Dewey, who is held out to be the father of the modern education system. If you look back at videos from the early 1900s, uh, 1940s, rather, you'll see, and 50s, you'll see it called the progressive education system. Dewey is heralded as the father of modern education, is actually the father of progressive education. He wrote the book Psychology, the most widely read and quoted textbook used in schools for teachers in America today. Dewey taught that the primary co commitment to literacy was the greatest problem in the American school system. Look at some of the quotes from this father of modern education, who was also, by the way, a signer of the Humanist Manifesto. John Dewey said this, the undue premium is put upon the ability to read at a certain chronological age. The entertainment plus information motive for reading conduces the habit of solitary self-information. Remember, 
or self-entertainment, rather. Remember, communism is about the collective. It's not about the individual. Anything that promotes individuality is condemned in communism because you must think as the collective teaches you to think. We violate, he says, the child's nature and rend difficult the most best ethical results by introducing the child too abruptly to a number of special studies of reading, writing, and geography. The true center of correlation on the school subject is not science, nor literature, nor history, nor geography, but the child's own social activities. You wonder why literacy rates go down? With this American education system, it's because it's designed that way. Dewey says, the mere absorption of facts and truth is so exclusively an individual affair that it tends very naturally to pass into selfishness. There is no obvious social motive for the acquirement of learning. There is no social gain in it. How do you get to this kind of perspective? Well, you have to, number one, associate with communists. You have to completely believe in the humanist manifesto. You have to be trained by communists. G. Stanley Hall was John Dewey's professor who taught that it was better to be illiterate. G. Stanley Hall said this, The knowledge which illiterates acquire is probably a much larger proportion of it practical. Moreover, they escape much eye strain and mental excitement and other things being equal or probably more active and less sedentary. Hall says, illiterates escape certain temptations such as vacuous and vicious readings. Perhaps, he says, we are prone to put too high a value upon the ability to read and the discipline involved in doing so. It should be no surprise to us that in our American education system that our high schools graduate upwards of 50% illiteracy rate. The literacy rate in America is still falling. What about our own government's action in the creation of the deliberate dumbing down of America, the communist takeover of our education system. The General Education Board was incorporated by Congress in 1902, endowed by John D. Rockefeller Sr. And its purpose was to set up the educational laboratories envisioned by Wundt, Thorndike, Dewey, to turn our children into laboratory animals for the communist experiment. Frederick Gates, the director uh, of this congressionally established organization said this, in our dream, we have limitless resources. The people yield themselves with perfect docility to our molding hands. The present educational conventions frayed from our minds and unhampered by tradition, we work our own goodwill upon a grateful, and responsive folk. The goal is to create an entire society of people that are taught not how to think, but what to think. So when the government controls what you think, you will do whatever they tell you to do. 
docile. What are those words again? Docile, molding hands. Perfect docility. A good and grateful, responsive folk. In 1917, the Congressional Record of the U.S. Senate published this statement. The General Education Board was authorized to do almost every conceivable thing which is anywise related to education, from opening a kitchen to establishing university, and its power to connect itself with the work of everyday sort of educational plant or enterprise conceivably would be especially observed. You need to see. It was designed to take over every aspect of education so that no one could escape the communist propaganda. Dr. Augustus Thomas, commissioner of the education of the state of Maine, stated to a conference of world uh, educators in 1927, listen to this. He said, if there are those who think we are to jump immediately into a new world order, actuated by complete understanding and brotherly love, They are doomed to disappointment if we are ever to approach that time of the new world order. It will be after patient and persistent effort of long duration. John Eugene Harley, law professor at Harvard, published a book called International Understanding in 1931 and made this statement. And the builder of this new world order of education must be education. Education alone can lay the foundation on which the building of the new world order is to rest. Plainly, the first step in the the case of each country is to train an elite to think, feel, and act internationally. The education system is where the communists set up their training camps and the globalists establish the new world order. This is not Chris Ann Hall's opinion. This is not Chris Ann Hall's interpretation. I'm reading to you the very quotes of the people who founded the American education system, who were paid by our Congress with your tax dollars, endowed and directed by people like the Rockefeller Foundation, Carnegie, President Herbert Hoover appoints a research committee on social trends in 1932, not approved or funded by Congress this time, but an executive action underwritten by Rockefeller Foundation. The Rockefeller Foundation paying President Hoover to create an executive order to put the globalist regime in charge of the American education system. The NEA, federally chartered in 1906, created Education Policies Commission in 1932 and published a document uh, titled Education for All Youth, in which the following goals for solving problems in educational system and working toward the new progressive education system were presented. Are you ready for this? This is their plan. In 1932. Federal programs for health, education, and welfare combined into one bureau. Head Start programs. Getting uh, preschool children into the school system from cradle to grave as early as possible. Youth services through poverty programs. Remove all local control of political and educational matters, quote, without seeming to do 
without seeming to do so, and then incorporate sex education as early as possible. In 1942, the American Federation of Teachers published a book titled America, Russia, and the Communist Party in the Post-War World. This teacher's book says, if this war is to be followed by a just and lasting peace, America and Russia must find a way to get along together. The UN, including America and Russia, is the only agency that can establish such peace. And right in line, the General Education Board, Thompson, Thomas, Harley. And in 1958, Eisenhower signed the first set of agreements with the Soviet Union, which included an education agreement. And every single president has signed such an agreement ever since. Think about all of the talk of the New World Order. Think about the undeniable fact that we have generations of children, generations of young people who now brace, embrace communism as a prospective government and way of life. College campuses with t-shirts, Che Guevara, as a hero. How does this happen? It happens. Because our children have been, have been manipulated by a persistent, pernicious design since the mid-1800s. And our parents have been deceived into believing that they must turn their, children over to the educa their, their children's education over to the government for training that parents can't possibly provide a lifestyle for their child unless the government trains them up in the way that they should go. This is just a brief 30,000 foot of view of how the communists took over our American education system, which begs the question, what is the solution? Samuel Adams said this, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. He said, on the contrary, when the people are universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. We did not have to be invaded by communists with rifles and airstrikes. They took over our education system without ever firing a shot. The solution has to be regaining control of our education system. The solution has to be parents taking their children out of the government education system and training them up privately or in homeschools. There is no reason why the government should be in the education business, and government in the education business always creates a society of people dependent on government for everything and a docile folk yielding to every command of government. Well, that's been Wake Up for today. Again, if you want to learn more in depth about the communist takeover of the American education system, you can join libertyfirstsociety.com and take our many classes. Learn how to spot the communism in your textbooks, whether it's private school or homeschool curriculum, because it's the textbooks now that are the problem, not just the school systems. 
Even private Christian schools are using textbooks from these systems. So it's more important now than ever that our parents know how to read these textbooks and spot the communism. Educate with us. Homeschool with us at libertyfirstsociety.com. We have hundreds of students, hundreds of students that are satisfied getting educated and getting prepared to be part of the restoration of liberty in America. God bless you guys. I'm Chris Ann Hall. Thank you for joining me on Wake Up.